full cup, empty mind, lost souls, found through time. I brought you some tea. I'll set it down over. Full cup, empty mind, lost souls, found through time. I can't find it. I'm sorry, what did you say? Tea's getting cold and I can't find it. He must have, I don't know what he did with it, but it's not here. It? Yes. Oh, don't worry about that. Victor doesn't have it. We can't just not worry about it. We're responsible for that information. If it's gone, we need to find it. He could have taken it without you knowing before. Before? We need to talk about what what you did to him. It's good. Thank you. How, how did you know where it was? You didn't look at it, but your hand went right to it. What good would looking at it do? I'm blind. Wasted motion is a waste of time. But you can see it? Yes, but not the way you mean. <sighs> Does that bother you? I'm, I'm struggling with this. I can help. I don't think so. I understand more. You know what's happening to you? Yes. I still have some questions, but less than I did yesterday. Tomorrow will be the same, I think. More answers, less questions. But I can help you. Let me help you. Did he hurt you somehow? No, he gave me a great gift. What did he give you? A tuning fork. A collection of sounds designed to harness harmony. Attuned to what? The tall man taught us how to perceive the world differently. There was a baseline of talent necessary. If you were capable of accessing corners of the mind that lay mostly dormant, then his methods unlocked a facility for patterns. Given certain data points, you could collate those pieces of information into a path. Or many paths. He called it the ability to reconcile. So that akimbo stuff. No, not like that. Not exactly. There are words that act like triggers to help us hone in, cancel out the noise. Combined with deep breathing and identifying inner obstacles, they are more like a lens catching sunlight, burning away the fog. But they're just words. And they are. There's nothing special about them, except each of them represents hours and hours of study and training distilled into a few syllables, like a battery waiting for current. The cup is more sophisticated. It opens you up to all the paths at once, all the ones that you are able to perceive, and gives you the chance to see them, to walk them. The cup? Full cup, empty mind, lost souls, found through time. That's the tuning fork. We called it the cup. And that's how you saw the tea? Its location is a data point. 
informed by other data points. When I have enough information, I can intuit things with a great degree of clarity. It's not sight. It's true perception. And just like that, all the doors opened. No. It started before then. I couldn't explain what I didn't understand myself, so I just stumbled around it. Like with the plan? Yes. It worked. Which part? You found out who was following us. I triggered a rupture hollow with my iris displays, military suite. He thought I was dead. He captured you, and you got what you needed. But you didn't know how it was going to turn out, did you? I didn't. Not exactly. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know he'd be wearing your voice. But I had a sense of him that told me other things. That he was getting desperate. That he wanted me, not you. That he was uncomfortable with guns. I knew that he wouldn't hurt me. The rest didn't become clear until he helped me reconcile. And what do you see? That I was right. That he would miss. That I'd be okay and you would get what you want. He wanted you alive. You didn't know that. I did not know that for a certainty. What do you see? That it worked. That I was right. He didn't miss. Shane? The lower half of my left ear is gone. Obliterated. I think the mess made the hollow more convincing. I didn't know. You didn't tell me. Why didn't you tell me? You were busy drinking from your cup. I'm sorry. Are you okay? He only wanted me breathing so he could torture me. To convince you to do what he wanted you to do. Do you think he would have done it? Shane, I'm sorry. I didn't know. Would he have? Yes, I, th I think so. Yes, but that's not what you're upset about. What you did to him? What I watched you do? I didn't kill him. What you did, what you did was worse. I made sure he would never hurt you or anyone ever again. You, you hacked him. I used the conditioning tools the tall man gave us to modify his intentions. No. No. I'm not going to let you diminish this. I'm trying to help. I helped you. You told me to keep a gun on him so he wouldn't move. You needed him still, you said. And you... You spoke. He just... He just started screaming. Screaming. Was he epileptic or did you make those seizures happen? He was locked in the chair and quaking like his joints were going to tear apart. He was on the other side of my barrel, but I don't think he even knew I was there anymore. And then he wasn't there anymore. You lobotomized him. With words. I know that was unpleasant. Did he know that you could do that? He seemed surprised in the beginning. I'm not sure that a tall man knew I could do that. Had you seen that done before? No. Then how? Into what? the Spider-Verse. What? You told me once that what you really loved about that movie was how they depicted the experience of being Spider-Man. Peter, the one from Miles' world, gives him an impossible mission. On his deathbed, with full confidence, Peter asks this child, who he's never met, 
to destroy a dimension-spanning machine that can alter or annihilate realities. It's because he knows that Miles can sense danger before it happens. You pair that with superhuman speed, agility, reflexes, and the ability to cling to any surface, and he becomes virtually untouchable unless you overwhelm his senses. He can lift more than 10 tons. So in sum, it's unlikely that there is anything he can't do and no one that can stop him from doing it. Miles Morales is looking for how to be Spider-Man the entire movie, but all of his cosmic counterparts are telling him to just lean into his abilities because they are designed to teach him all he needs to know. Listening to his instincts will give him all of the training he requires, but what Miles hasn't learned how to do is how to trust his instincts. Once he does, all of his potential is unlocked and he becomes something more than any of them can imagine. Yes, I remember it exactly as you said it. It's been helping me to think of it in that way. I've been relying on that instinct to get me this far, but there were gaps. I've closed most of them, and now I understand what I need. What? What do you need? Data. And what will you do with it? Hopefully stop Tully from hunting us, keep the harvesters from using us, and keep the tall man from controlling us. What does any of that have to do with butchering Victor's mind? He is a tool. We can use him to ferret out dangerous places, to lead them away from us, to buy us some time. He was looking for a way to be human again. After he started on your path, he needed help. You should have killed him. Instead, made him a slave. He was willing to sacrifice everything to get what he wanted. You, me, anything, anyone. He'd teach you that too. I'll leave the ethics of our survival to you. I don't want to become what he became. I need you. I'm sorry, but I also need you to trust me. It's time for you to trust me. But you were wrong. Don't you see? You're advancing so quickly, you're ignoring your limitations. I was wrong about you getting shot. And I'm sorry about that, but it didn't affect that outcome. I might not ever be able to filter all the details, but if it doesn't change anything... Then it doesn't matter. I didn't say that. Where did you send him? We're casting. Will you tell me after? It's better if I don't. For who? I need a letter. Why? Data. You think it's a marker? They're all markers. I'll explain later, but I've reconciled, processed the last one now. I'm ready for the next, and if it's written, I'll need you to read it. It's not a recording. Akimbo? Cacophony? Elixir? Wait, who is it from? My dad. Adagio, Bedlam, Halcyon. I'm ready. I don't deserve your forgiveness, but I'm asking for it anyway. My glass of Maker's Mark isn't absolving me or providing penance. Each prayer just burns my throat. 
I'm not going to make excuses, but I need you both to understand. You see, the first thing the pandemic taught me is that the world doesn't need me. I have no value. My hand isn't out for anyone's pity. It's just an understanding the universe and I have come to. I don't create or manage wealth. I pour celebrations you can sip or fogs where you can hide or fuel for your rage, misery, and loneliness. I used to think of myself as a middleman to an experience. I'm a good listener, a good servant. I'm versed in spirits. I smile and people feel at ease even if they don't really see me. Now, there is nothing to celebrate, no need to hide, and liquor stores might as well be pharmacies. On my best days, my very best weeks, my most outstanding months, my contributions to our home were meager, almost counterproductive. I raised you boys and I love you with all of me, but I didn't raise you because I love you. I raised you because it was my only path to being useful, my only mitigation for being a parasite. Child services were there at your mother's funeral. It took me a while to understand what they were saying when they started talking. Your mom was in earshot, just a few feet away, separate only by a gleaming platinum coffin and a fresh dug hole. There were only 10 people allowed to be there, but there they were, a man and a woman, tired-looking predators, like lazy vultures circling on stolen wind. I kept wondering how they get there so quick. Was my name on a file somewhere, tied to a string? When she died, did the string get cut? Did my file pop up like bread from a toaster and drop in some social worker's outstretched hand? There they were with questions and concerns as empty as thoughts and prayers. Each of us played our part, but we all knew how it would turn out. At least I thought I did. I was wrong. It's important that you understand what today looks like so you can decide for yourselves who I was. Given some context, the pandemic has killed almost half a million people across the world. Here in Texas, cases have risen 100% over the last 30 days. In California, it's now against the law to go outside without a mask. It was Juneteenth this weekend, and the president took credit for making it famous. He organized a large rally in Tulsa. Oklahoma has broken a record for cases every day this week. Health officials were concerned, but he refused to cancel it. Though he did make those attending sign a waiver, in the event someone gets sick later or worse, and he did move the date back a day after people protested. Prominent black supporters were there to offset the outrage, like Herman Cain. A black woman in the administration resigned over how the president has reacted to the protests. She was the assistant secretary of state for legislative affairs, instrumental in securing conservative judges and justices. The ones who will levy the rope for the men and women the supremacist in chief serves up on a rhetorical platter. A federal prosecutor refused to resign after the attorney general fired him. He's been looking into the president and his associates, but it feels like more false Mueller hope. In Atlanta, the officers who shot Rayshard Brooks turned themselves in. He was asleep at the wheel at a Wendy's drive-thru. After a lengthy conversation and sobriety tests, they attempted to arrest him, but he resisted. Wrestled a taser away somehow and then ran. One of them shot him in the back. A bunch of cops called out in protest or said they would only answer emergency calls involving other cops. Amy Klobuchar removed herself from consideration as candidate Biden's VP, paving the way for a woman of color 
which is what I'm sure she's always wanted. I shouldn't judge. I guess we're all trying to meet the moment the best that we can. 45 million people have filed for unemployment since March, but Bezos and Zuckerberg have added $76 billion between them to their own personal wealth. It's hard to imagine money like that, even for people who have lots of money. Millionaires don't quite understand it themselves until they are given a framework they can wrap their minds around, like this one. One million seconds is equivalent to 11 and a half days. One billion seconds is 31 and a half years. I'll never see 11 days worth of seconds in my bank account. But if it was missing from theirs, it's hard to imagine they would notice. How easy is it to forget 11 days if you've lived 6,000 years? That's how many seconds of money Jeff Bezos has personally today. He's on pace to become the world's first trillionaire by 2026. By the time you read this, he will be truly immortal. Worth more than all of humanity put together. Emperor of eternity. What am I to that? What are any of us? I'm talking about Lord Amazon, but I'm thinking, as I write these words, of someone else. A person that makes Bezos seem scant. Like Jupiter and the sun's shadow. I am only a man, and this is no longer the time of men. It is the time of gods. Thank you. Are you... I'm reconciling. What did you mean when you said they're all markers? The tall man encoded all of the letters. Similar to how he infused certain words in a certain sequence to unlock focus or emotional resonance, he did the same with the letters. It was a way for him to hide information in plain sight that only I could decipher because I'm the only one keyed to these letters. Even before I was aware of it, hearing them read or reading them myself unlocked tumblers in my subconscious. All leading to now. Leading to now, but to what? What are you? I'm not sure yet, but I think I'm not what he expected. <laughs> 